All right, everybody, what's going down? Welcome back to the AJC. We're having some fun. We're singing some tunes back there in the oh, green room. And Lex, to your uh, pleasure, you're welcome. Usually I charge admission when I'm singing like that, but, you know, free of charge Voice of today. an angel, buddy. Because we're in an a angel. great mood after the Ooh. absolute beatdown to Salernitana. Salernitana's B-side has to be said. We'll talk about that. But nonetheless, that's what we expect to happen and it happened. It was beautiful. There's a ton to tackle. Fans are talking about all sorts of wild scenarios now with these youngsters. And, you know, we've got some news we're going to talk about as well. Hoisin going on loan to Roma. We get uh, Cherubini in uh, return. 50% sale on there. Tiago Jalo, Juve's looking at uh, hijacking an agreement that Inter had for end of the season. And Rugani's contract extension. So there's a lot of news to talk about on the backside of tackling this game, okay? But uh, a lot of, lot of good stuff. And, uh, man, I got to say, what a welcome surprise that game was. Uh, 6-1? Who had that on their uh, bingo cards yesterday? And you had 6-1? I, Absolutely I not. not. No, no chance. No <laughs> chance. But... We're going to have some fun tackling this one. You guys are going to say what's up to everybody in here. Uh, James Lapierre pointing out that obviously Fabrizio Romano, even the part-time Interista, have, raving about uh, Yildiz. Mark Juan, buongiorno, buongiorno. Ciao a tutti. Tony Trim was not expecting Hoisin to Roma, but Take we got some cash on it. We are going to talk about the Hoisin uh, deal and how everybody kind of feels about him heading to Roma. Mm -hmm. Seems to be some mixed feelings there, okay? Um Alex P, ciao, ciao, amigo. Wea, best goal last five years. We're going to talk about that Wea, Rob, for me, that was even better uh -huh. than uh, Yildiz's Lex goal. Lex missed it. Uh -huh. oh, man. I'm so mad. I'm <laughs> oh, so you mad. missed the rocket. You should have oh. been. Unbelievable. Just don't Unbelievable. go to class. Class. Now, Mark Lund saying happy with the win. I don't want to sound negative or be a Yesterday I played against Southern. We said that. I literally oh, yeah. just mentioned that. And we are going to talk about all of Maybe this. Maybe okay? they're seeking. But, uh, Still a ton of positives to take out of this game, regardless of the B-side and everything. But we will get uh, get into it. So 6-1. Mm. And I do have to ask the question. Did we change formation? Take it easy, Dino. Did we change no. formation? Oh, no. did we or do or should we? No, did we change formation yesterday? We won 6-1. Uh, we must have changed formation. No. No, we didn't do that. It must not have been Max Allegri. We must have fired him yesterday. We must have brought in another coach to score six goals. Because apparently it's all on the coach. No. Oh, we didn't do that either. Uh, okay, I see where you're going here. The players yeah. started bagging some goals. And they should have. That was Salernitana's B-side. But you know what? The execution, much, much better. The ideas, the pattern of play. We're going to get to it all, all right? We're going to get to it all. We can do this. Against their A side this Sunday. You can do We're it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. So, starting lineup Perin, mm -hmm. Gatti, Bremer, Danilo, Cambiaso, Miretti, Locatelli, Rabio, Illing Jr., Milik, Chiesa. Had no problems with that starting lineup. We talked about it going into it. Absolutely fine. Going to get some guys a chance in Copitalia. Illing Jr. has been waiting for minutes and everything. Miretti kind of reintroduced into this game. Cambiasso coming back will be a good surprise. <laughs> and uh, he's just, uh, he that's the Cambiasso yesterday. That was the Cambiasso wow. at the start of the year. 
then he kind of had that lull. But he's, uh, yeah, that's what we need out of him. I'm very, very impressed with Cambiasso when he's on his game like that. We're going to get through the highlights because there's so much to talk about here, everybody. But uh, a minute in, massive, massive props, okay? Because you feel your team might be flat, okay? And you say, you know what? Let me give this guy Let's a Let's charge gift. him up. And, and and let's go, okay? So yeah. Gatti's like, I'm going to give you a gift. I'm going to get you guys 1-0 yeah. up so that at least I can We're pick my flat. team up so we know to get after yeah. it. Yeah. We are no, not that's in this game. not the case. He flat out oh, fucked wasn't? that oh, okay. up. That was brutal. Oof. Yeah. That's not good it, at all. You know, it looked like he slipped up when he was trying to, but still the wrong play. Just pump it up the sideline. What a pass, um, though. Keep it, you know how hard it is to make that pass over a defender that close? That is Left foot, too. Beautiful assist. Left foot. It was a hell of an assist. And you know what? Out of all Tech this, would have stopped it. I really, really fucking feel for Pedin, man. Your first action, first action of this season, and your teammate does this in a Second. minute to you, and you're just like, ugh. Like, like that's a clean sheet game for him all over it. But to be honest, um, that was a very, very bad decision from uh, Gatti early on. And then for a bit after, he tried to do way too much to try and, you know, make yep. up for whatnot. And it's like, just relax. We got this. It's going to be okay. But uh, a brutal, brutal mistake uh, that simply can't happen. Nonetheless, Salernitana 1-0 up. But if you're going to make a mistake... Get it out of the way early, and if it costs you, so at least you have the entire game to make up for it. But make up for it, we did. Okay, this is so Pedin's, again, uh, third match of the year. He does have one clean sheet against Empoli, and it looked like it looked like Gatti was kind of slipping there. So to even be looking for the foul and arguing, I agree with the people in the chat here. It's very very disappointing for the pissing and moaning to the ref. Like, dude, you flat out messed up. What I do want to point out that I loved, you know, aside from the shit that it was, Danilo ran into that net, picked the ball up, and sprinted it up to the half line, not giving anybody a t- like time to think about it or anything and just saying, let's go forget about it. Like, I don't even want to talk about it or anything. And that's why it kind of plays into Gatti pissing and moaning there that I didn't like Gatti or Danilo grabs that ball, sprints it to the half line, says, let's go, forget about it. And I love that from Danilo. So big props there to him. Poor now, Pedin, but Tech, Tech would have had it. Tech would have saved. Oh, man, you're going to go. Uh, Omar, you know, somewhere right now. Is <laughs> I can only just, say that because Omar's right here. He's just sitting there. He's that shaking hand meme. He's so friggin' mad. His hands are uh, love it. Love it. Now, <laughs> 11 minutes in, all right. So uh, Chiesa, Chiesa was brilliant yesterday like he was cooking yeah unbelievable he was cooking and he should salernitan is b-side okay but working on the left flank cross to the back post uh cambiasso headed in and miretti comes in gets it back we're one one level and they clean up for uh gatti's mistake there so beautiful goal there 34th minute we get uh corner Michael, kick uh, Michael reminded me of one of dibala's old goals remember when he smashed into yeah. the ground into the top of the net was that against roma I feel like one? it was against Sassuolo, but I could be wrong. You know what I mean? Tough for a goalie to stop that when he's expecting it to come straight. And yeah, and his and was up. a little further out. He Dybala's closer to the top of the 18, I'm pretty sure. More central. Okay. And yeah, that was a hell of a hit. Nice goal. 34th minute, we get a corner kick and headed to the back post by Danilo and Cambiasso. Kind of the same shot. Hits it on uh, the volley. Uh, bounce in, goes in, back post, 2-1 up. 
beautiful, beautiful. Okay, can we just just for let's just pause now for a second. You know how hard it is to hit that high of a side volley at that angle. That's not easy. Okay, the goalie was a little out of position. He was a little he was hugging the post a little bit too much, but that was a hell of a finish. A lot of people weren't giving that finish enough credit. Yeah. That was a hell of a finish by Cambayaso. I'm just gonna say that. It was a hell of a finish. It was great. And uh, Suarit always giving the love to uh, Chiesa there. Um, No, that's what I expect uh, Chiesa to do. But we have some interesting, interesting uh, takes on uh, Chiesa that Suarit you might not like. All right. These were coming in from uh, fans of the show and Juventini out there. We'll talk about it. Now, 42nd minute, Chiesa strips the ball, drives it to the end line, low, hard cross right on the carpet, finds Miretti. He's got to bury that one. He should have been on the brace at the end of the first half. Does force the keeper into a save, but uh, a little bit of hesitancy there maybe. I I expect that to go in the back of the net. Am I too harsh there? I think that's got to go in the back of the net. A little too harsh? Uh, he did no, well to turn kind of like eh. he did well to turn the defender there should have put it higher goalie made a hell of a save came across hell Meretti saw open net that's what he saw he saw an open net and when he hit it the goalie showed up so okay maybe a little harsh okay. on the kid okay all right if it's Vlaovic got to be in the back of the net <laughs> now in the now at halftime, you know, 2-1 up. I got to say, that was a very enjoyable first half of play, though, from what we were doing. Guys were cooking. Cambiasso and Chiesa stood out to me. Um, and good half. I said, there's no reason we can't seal this one early in the second half. Seal it. Take care of business. We move on. And 53rd min- uh, minute, Chiesa again. Just cooking. Cooking gets another mm-hmm. cross in there. Headed by, I believe it was Gatti. Forced to save and right to Rugani. He almost just catches Milik. it in stride and takes it in. And there you go. Okay, so 3-1. That seals it. But Juve says no, no, a, no, no. Sorry, that was a Milik header. Milik header. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And Juve says no, no, no. We're not done. No. Okay, we're not done. No. 74th no. minute. Juventus win the ball back again. Salernitana was so bloody poor in possession. It has yeah, to be said. We were winning the ball at ease, okay? And we continued to do so. They're basically playing me and you. In this you, sequence. Juve was playing me and you. That's who they're playing. Come on. Well, it's not quite up to my standard. Okay, so speak for yourself, pal. What are we even doing here? Now, this, we strip the ball. We find Milik at the top of the area. He has an option. Yildiz, who came in for Federico mm-hmm. Chiesa, continuing to be that uh, switch up to him, which has worked out great, which I have absolutely no problems with. And all of a sudden, everybody forgot about those words that Max said about two games doesn't make you a champion. Hey, he's not playing whatever. Well, here he is. Okay, so Yildiz finds him there. He's got to score this, but he gets stopped, ends up being an own goal. Okay, he still sells it a little bit, and I'm fine with that. Okay, but I want to see that. I want to see that hit clean, that a clean goal. But he says, you know what, Berto, don't worry about it because I got you. And in the 87th minute. Yildiz goes off. This goal was unreal. I don't care if you're playing B-side Salernitana. This was beautiful, okay? Starts off with two men marking him on the byline, okay? On the sideline there. Wow. Great, great finish. And then when you think he's going to go far post on the cut, boom, sharpen inside. Reminds me a lot of kind of some of the goals Dybala used to beg too. 
sneaking in there and then going short side. But uh, Yildis just brilliant. retired those three players. They're not coming back ever again. Poor guys. <laughs> oh, They're man. They're retired. Posterize those guys. Oh, Posterize yeah. them. Sick goal. Sick goal, okay? And UV wasn't done. Not even done yet. Not even Timothy close. Timothy Weah decides oh from about 30 out. He's going to slash this thing, bar down, freezing the keeper. Are you kidding me? That's our goal of the year. Yeah, I, it's insane. It's going to be tough to top that one. I know it's Selene Tana's D side. I get it. So <laughs> nobody is stopping that, and that's our goal of the year. I'm I said this right was uh, this was the best goal of the game, and some were saying, man, yield us, but I'm sorry. I'm a sucker for yeah. hits from range, and that was just ridiculous. Was In stride on the run. That thing was a shot out of a cannon, man. Yep. An inch perfect, barred down. The keeper literally did, can't even move. So much no. pace. That was sick, sick goal. And I love the emotion from Wea. Hey, so um, showing his emotion for his first actual competitive goal for uh, Juventus. Uh, beautiful stuff. 6 1 route. Woo! And a couple of the AJC didn't get to catch a game. Saw the scoreline after thinking, what the hell did uh, I just miss? Oh, and yeah. Luca. Luca's like, I forgot we had a game today. What a, what a, my God. Yeah, unreal. Quebec's like a this, black hole. This game, though, absolutely uh, unreal. Unreal. Uh, happy to it's see It's true, it. Alex. I'm in a good mood today, buddy. Much I needed. Great now. You know, we got to talk performances and everything. If you had to pick uh, your man of the match in this one, I want to know uh, who you got. So we're going to start yeah. off with uh, Anthony, your man of the match in this game. I just want to say that from minute one and a half on, I thought Gatti really redeemed himself after that, whatever that was. I thought he got a lot better as the game went on. Right? Maybe sometimes he tried to do too much. At, we were talking about this a bit in the green room. He Try to do a little bit too much to get back in the game, but I thought he was fine uh, the rest of the way through. Man of the match, geez, I don't know. Locatelli locked everything down. I thought uh, Miretti had a good game. But just, like, he was everywhere. Chiesa was everywhere yesterday. Again, it's Salernitana's F side. I get it. <laughs> but I, for me, it was, oh, come by awesome, man. He had a good game, too. I, I'm going to go with Chiesa on this one. You're but come by Chiesa? awesome, a good show. Yeah. I'm going Cambiasso for me. For me, mm -hmm. Cambiasso was the man of the match. I just think he was doing all the right things, all the right decisions. Um, easily the best we've seen from Cambiasso, and I'm looking forward to more. I've got Cambiasso. Uh, Lex? Those are my top two as well. Um, I'm going to have to go with Cambiasso because, as you said, mm -hmm. just from the start of the match to the end, he was, like, near perfect. Like, he had the game of his life. Like, I went back and rewatched some of it as well, and it's just all of his movements, the way he played, his assists, his goal, like, everything. I had to give it to him. Who had yeah. the highest uh, – I know we don't put a lot of weight into these things, but who had the highest uh, sofa score rating – I'm literally just pulling it up. I do like I would the acknowledgement for Locatelli's game yesterday because I do think he um, he, he had a, a so a good he's on he's had a bit of a as you looked it up Locatelli's had a bit of a lull lately. I'd say he's been slightly below his standard. I think he's we've been expecting a lot more of Locatelli, and again, that's Lanutana's G side. I get it, but 
The highest rating. I thought he was. Oh, tell you had a great game yesterday. Yeah. The highest rating was um, Manuel Locatelli. I was gonna mm-hmm. say. At eight point four. Second, Andrea Cambiaso, eight point two. Danilo, eight point two. Um, Yildiz for his game, shocking sofa score, and again seven point eight. I don't know how you're not in there when you literally at the end of a uh, own goal and uh score that second so nonetheless uh yeah what did Kiesa have on had there? A, uh, a a strong showing for him but i agree with your right, point at that there's more there and that's what frustrates right, me Lex? the most about locatelli there's more there we know mm-hmm. he's capable of more you just gotta keep bringing it uh but uh a great, great positive game. We want to talk about some of these other performances. You mentioned mm-hmm. Gatti kind of cleaning things up. Um, had a good discussion with Alex, who's in the chat uh, here today, yesterday, about uh, Gatti immediately after it happened. And, you know, frustrating. I just said, you know, I'm kind of okay with it. Like, it felt like it was a moment where he almost was still playing with those steel toes from his bricklaying days, for God's sakes, okay? Like, he forgot to take the steel toes off. Check his fucking feet. Does he have the cleats on? But it's, it's a, a brutal mistake. But overall, everything he brings, I'm okay with dealing with his mistakes. The brutal thing is that his mistakes are, like, really, really bad and dangerous. So the question comes up. Do you feel like it's an overconfidence thing? Because also when we take a look at like the Sassuolo has been the only blackout this season. Was that an overconfidence thing as well from early on in the season with a positive start and then all of a sudden you get slapped by Sassuolo and then Max has to rein everybody in again. Maybe an overconfidence thing with Gatti too. I don't know. I don't know. I have a theory. Maybe he forgets where he's at on the field. Because, like, he joins attacking plays. Like, we always joke. I'm All like, he time. was a midfielder in his past life. Like, we're like, got to the attacking center back. I'm like, maybe he – I feel like maybe that safety mechanism's like, skewed a little bit. Maybe he doesn't have that, it's like, broken. extra safe protection that some of the other center backs maybe have. Like, just coming up with some possible reasoning for as to why. Like, similar to what you said about overconfidence. Maybe it's just his mindset's prioritizing – moving the ball and um, getting the ball into attack. And he's not really completely thinking all the time. He almost won a PK right there. Somebody mentioned that. He did almost win it right back immediately. But this is so accurate. Gatti can take you through all the emotions in a matter of five minutes. Like the absolute best and the absolute worst. Um, But again, if if I look at this player's journey, I have a little more tolerance for him and his growing pains as opposed mm-hmm. to guys that have kind of had a smoother path and been around a, like longer in the higher tiers of Italian football. Is that fair? Or am I just being way too protective of Gatti? I think it's fair. Has he been that like, okay, the Sassuolo thing, whatever yesterday, mis- that mistake, whatever the, the team rebounded well, but has, has he been that bad? Like when are his lows other than those two, are have his lows been that bad? Like I don't, I'm not seeing that. Like how, I, he hasn't been our best defender consistently. Okay, but I don't think he's hurt us as much as people want to make it out 
I, make it up. I, I'm missing something I guess something the here. way I put it for myself is that I expect more polishing out of a guy that took the route he did to get to Syria. Fair okay? enough. And, and I think if we can polish that up, which we should be able to, if we can polish Gatti up, I think you have one hell of a player there. Because yes. he's got all the other intangibles that you're looking for. I'm not... I'm not saying he does not make the errors. Obviously, he does. But what I'm saying is, yeah, there's going to be polishing that has to happen there. But I'm not ready to just uh, say that's it or whatever. I think Defenders his eyes, I think there's been more positives than negatives with Gatti. Is that fair? Lex, you think there's more positive yeah, he, than negative? Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I mean, like you said, he can make or break the game. And, you know, I'll take someone that has that um ability to do either i guess versus someone who just kind of is there so i guess that i'll take it like you said al especially if it's something that can be polished like he's still got potential he's got lots of time to build experience yeah he offers so much more going forward than any other defender we have agreed let me think about that for a second in the attacking zone he's our best defender if that's an even a right statement yeah, but the but the main the main thing has to be the defensive side, and when you have blunders, that like fine. I get it because Plus that's got to be number one. Um, that's kind of like a luxury when they get better at attack there. But I'm going to mm-hmm. back them. I'm going to keep backing them. Okay, sure. no problems uh, with Gatti. Just uh, leave the steel toes at home next time, brother. Okay. Now we got to get to some other players that we saw playing here in their performances. There was a question earlier on asking about Federico Chiesa's. What was his rating? His rating was 7.8, oh. the same as Keenan Yildiz, okay? Um, if you want the rest of the ratings, here we go. Pedin, 6.4. Holy Christ. Look at the guy. He had no work. Uh, Gatti, 6.4. Rugani, 7.4. Uh, we said Danilo, 8.2. Cambiaso, 8.2. Miretti, 7.7. Uh, Locatelli 8.4, Rabio 7.4, Illing Jr. 6.8, Milik 7.5, and then uh, Chiesa 7.8. For guys Seven that came in as half. subs, Kostic 6.7, Vlaovic 6.6, Nonje, who we'll talk about, 6.5, uh, Yildiz 7.8, and Weya 7.2. I want to talk about Illing Jr., okay? What was everybody's thoughts? Live chat. And everybody, please take a second, like the video while you're in here, okay? What was everybody's thoughts on Illing Jr. and his game yesterday? Who's going to start this one? Lex, well, go. Sal did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mark 1 following up. Jeez, I wouldn't even say he was terrible. That's, I wouldn't say terrible. I feel that's too yeah. harsh, but I will say that I was definitely uh he definitely stood out as underwhelming not up to uh the level I expect against uh B side Salernitana. I will say I that. thought he was hot and cold. Uh, let me start. I thought he was hot and cold. He would you know, a couple bad touches here and there. Great work weight rate to win the ball back that he lost. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um in sort of like the defensive phase or like the the, sort of his defensive phase of midfield. I thought he did a lot of good work. Going forward, he, from what I could tell, and maybe Berto, you want to add on this or subtract from it, I thought he opened up a lot of space for Chiesa. I know, Lex, we were talking about that uh, during the game in the group chat. So maybe 
like a lot of the tangibles weren't really seen. I thought he was hot and cold. I'm not going to say he was. I think there was some, bad. some, yeah, some decisions that probably, yeah. Little... Again, it's Selenitana's like H side. Yeah, but... technical. Some technical things probably clean up, but like, was it enough to say he needs to be starting over Costage? Because that's no. a real question. Because people are still saying, well, no, I'd still play him over Costage. He's still better than Costage. Mark disagrees, saying Costage much better than him. Mm. Um, was it enough to Lex. change change a mind of who should be starting? Lex? It's tough because I know some people, even in my replies on Twitter, we were uh, mentioning Costage, his stats, in terms of like big chances created, um, assists as well, which are like, I find those crazy because I'm like, well, I didn't even compute that that's how high they were but I think just in terms of like the eye test from when I'm watching I did like what Ailing Jr. offered more than Costage just from a perspective of like like Ant said about opening up more space for Chiesa I found that we were able to find our attacking central midfielders more we were able to get the ball more in that area maybe because Ailing's not left foot dominant like Costage is, and we didn't continue to just take the ball wide. Find that when we have Costage, we have a habit of like always taking it towards the outside and crossing it, like everyone mentions Costage. I found that we were able to play the ball in more centrally. We had more combinations that way. Mm-hmm. We looked more dangerous. That's what my thought was. So I did like Ailing there. I liked his link up with Chiesa. I thought that he has a good combination with him. Was Illing's um, was it his best game? Did he make the best decisions? No, I found a lot of the times he was making the wrong decision. Would lose the ball, especially in possession. If you watch back, you'd notice that he's where we lost the ball often in possession. But I think that maybe just imagine how much better our game could have been if he was on his game. So I think I'd still give him a chance personally, because um, I know he can play better than he did yesterday. But I did like, like I said, that new dimension he offered on the left side for our team. I and that's think... the trade off, right? I think I will still say he deserves more minutes than he's getting. But for me, Kostic is still the top on that side, personally. And the biggest thing for me is it's more having Cambiasso out on the pitch. Because if you're going to have, you know, one side... Well, Weah is going to be somebody that's interesting. He's got to kind of pick this up and go from here. He can make things uh, interesting. McKenney... McKenny has almost made himself uh, a name that has to be on the team sheet in the Unbenchable. big Right wing back, but Cambiasso is cooking on the right side. Yes, but our sir. midfield needs needs a little bit of variety. So things are going to get interesting. The best part about this, Max has options. I think we can uh-huh. all agree Max has options available to him. Yes. Wea, we should see a little bit more. He could play right side. Wea's actually played left side. His goal came off the left side yesterday. Um, he could play both sides. Uh, Cambiasso can play left or right. Kostic, left. Um, Illing Jr. has only played left. For, yeah, Kostic, left side. Uh, Illing Jr. has said he can also play on the right side. I think Illing deserves some more minutes here and there, but for me, Kostic is still above him. However, things can get interesting because McKenny almost can't be denied in this setup. And whether it's midfield or right wing back, for me, if Rabiel's out there, I like uh, McKenny as right wing back if he's going to play. But Cambiasso can't be denied, and Kostic is proving to be pretty important 
for balance overall on the side. The other thing, I do want to talk about Nonje. Okay, I just want to quickly shout that I think he is incredibly intriguing as a young player. All right, uh, Nonje showed a little bit of chops yesterday. I liked what I was seeing. Again, uh, Salernitana's what side, Anth? Uh, J. J. <laughs> so Salernitana's J side. Um, but I do think uh, there's an intriguing player there for uh, for us. Okay. Now, what I want to talk about is Yildiz. We got to talk about Yildiz, okay? Um, okay. It's just, uh, it's blown up. It's getting crazy. He keeps delivering. I have absolutely no problems with him and Chiesa being the changeup. But what I said, and everybody that's obviously followed the show, followed me, seen the TikTok, seen the shorts. In mid-October, I said, give this guy a shot behind our two strikers just try it two-man pivot just try it for me this team screams setup for a two-man pivot is still in the this 3-5-2 setup yesterday we were practically there mm-hmm. Rabio and Locatelli operated as a two-man pivot because whenever Miretti's in there we sacrifice Rabio because Miretti is the one getting way advanced and Rabio kind of holds things down with Locatelli we're practically there. Are we keeping Miretti in there because of his defensive prowess? No. There is no, no reason in my mind Yildiz cannot play in that role and we can keep Chiesa and one of our strikers up top there. For me, it's worth a shot. Now, the main uh, arguments against it that have come at me are, why would you mess with a winning formula? We don't have to. We don't have to mess with a winning formula. You could switch into this with one sub, even if you're up a goal or two goals to see. See what develops. See what happens. But I'm not even worried about messing with the winning formula because Miretti and Yildiz, that's not a crazy, that's not a crazy shift. We're talking about literally one player substituting in and out to maybe give us that attacking prowess because everybody's asking the question why can't we do this in Syria? i will tell you right now everybody sunday's game will be completely different than the game you just watched exact opposite it will be completely different mm-hmm. so for me what's the harm in trying it yes points are important all this if you don't feel comfortable starting off with it which i would at least substitute into it to just see it do you guys agree with me that we should try that or keep rolling with them substitute, which I'm also okay with because I think Kiesa and I've, been, I've said it since day one, they should at least be the only substitutes. Never substitute Kiesa or Yildiz for another striker. Those two ch- change amongst each other. Agree, disagree? Well, I would agree with it. But, you know, old guys like me and Max, you know, it's tough to get us out of our ways. You know what I mean? And for Max to do that in a Serie A game, I don't think it's going to happen. But one thing that just kind of popped in my head to think about how impressive it is, opponents know what Max is going to do game in and game out. Opposing coaches know that he's he, this is the formation he's putting out, these are the players he's putting out, and they still can't break it down. So that's quite impressive. Like, like you, everybody has the book on Max. They know what they're getting. For Max to change it up, 
would be like, I don't even know what that would be like <laughs> for him to be able to do that. I would I love to see feel it. like it's that crazy. And this is such a, again, huh. such a, a minor, minor tweak. It is. Because last year we went 4-3-3 at the start. We did. We went into a 4-4-2. Then we landed yep. on the 3-5-1-1, which has kind yes. of turned into 3-5-2. We tried 3-4-3. We went through four setups last season. So this whole notion the that it's wild for Max brief, to though. change, when we're talking about one player change, for me, I'm not buying it. I think we might see it. I think we might see it. Lex. I think I put out a tweet yesterday about it. I personally, I just think Max has got to find a way to put Kiez and Yildiz on the field at the same time. Like, Does he though? I just don't want to see it. And like you said, Berto, I love that idea of Yildiz playing in behind the two strikers. If we roll with some type of like three, four, one, two, um, I think that would be an ideal setup. And I think the fact that we now have Yildiz and Miretti that could play in that role behind the striker, now you have depth there. And as you said, Berto, it's not that big of a change from what we have been doing. And I think it's just something that needs to happen. I'd be really intrigued to see how that would run for our team. Yeah. And I understand this because Miretti hasn't been playing for quite some time. So McKenney is seen as this midfielder or whatnot. But for me, it's Rabio and... McKenney sharing two thirds of the midfield is redundant and doesn't mm-hmm. need to happen. And I've said this entire season, I think McKenney's done better at right wing back. Okay. Which brings up a whole different scenario with Cambiaso doing very well on the right side, but I have no problems deploying him on the left side either. Um, you know, and if I think about this for me, if I'm looking at this, Cambiasso and Chiesa, Chiesa will still get that freedom that he was getting from Illing Jr., but I think Cambiasso is definitely ahead of Illing Jr. Is that a fair statement to make? Yes. Cambiasso ahead of Illing Jr. Yeah. So we have a lot of options, but I don't see this tweak as anything crazy. And again, if we're the 3-4-3 people are talking about, I don't want to see that. And the reason I think where you place the player is so important because we saw three four three last year, the two man the two man midfield gets blown up for us, okay. And Rabio and Locatelli were blown up last year. You still have to have that little bit of support in the middle there, like Miretti brings, okay. But for me, if you're talking about defensive uh, abilities between Yildiz and Miretti, Miretti's maybe barely ahead of him. You just need enough support there that there's a body, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's why 3 4 yeah, 1 2. I agree with uh, Lexer. But it's going to be uh, interesting to see what Max does. Will he mess with uh, things just to try it? I don't know. And to be honest, it's not the worst if he doesn't try. It's not the worst if he doesn't try. Kiesa and Yield is substituting each other. Brilliant. I have no problems with it. Okay. Zero issues with that. But I just think, and Sunday's game is going to be different. It's not, uh, it's not the craziest thing to try to just push this team towards bagging some more goals to be a little more comfortable. Getting if chances. If you're ever going to do better. it, if you're ever going to do it, to your point, you would do it now because, like, you just faced a team and you want to try and mix it up. Like, you, you faced them three days ago. Yeah. So they may. You know, um, they, they understand your team's speed. You know, they've they've matched up player for player. So if you want to 
switch things up, probably this is the game you would want to do it. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Um, the young guys in general, young guys and mm-hmm. hype and everything has been a thing. Make it easy, and, everybody. You know, I had no problems with what Max decides either way. And I did say this. So this is not anything to jump onto the hype train for Yildiz. It, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with trying to get this team to take that next step because the immediate question after this game, why can't we do it in Syria? Why can't we do it against uh, the clubs or be as imposing? Well, I think it takes a tweak like this where you just get that extra bit of vision and talent and creativity in your lineup. We have all agreed and been saying it all season long. We need to ramp up the creativity. You have a piece right there. This guy can dribble players. The second you beat a man, another thing I've been saying, with our main 1A lineup that we've been going with, we lack a guy that can win 1v1s outside of Federico Chiesa. You add one yes. more player that can do that, it's all the world of the difference. The biggest thing is maintaining the balance. It does. I think this does it. But whatever. McKinney Young does. guys. Young guys. There's been a question, and I'm actually surprised at how many have said they feel the freedom. Mm-hmm. Swarip, watch yourself. Say it. Everybody They feel up. the freedom to sell Kiesa. And I was asked the question, mm-hmm. if you had your choice to keep only or sell one out of these three, you have to sell one. Sule, Yildiz, and Chiesa, who are you taking? I said Sule. I didn't even think twice about it. And I was met with many that said, Federico Chiesa, I will keep the young players. Ooh. Anth, those three players got to sell one. Okay, so we talked about this uh, (laughs) two shows ago, I think. I got on this. And I said, next summer, sorry, everybody, Sule's getting sold, right? He's getting sold. It, it, he's the only young he is the highest valued young player that teams willing to sell we're not selling Yildiz it's not happening but the player that would garner the most income would be the sale of Chiesa and I was like he's are our only are you making that call though if you're in control these three guys gotta sell one he his sale I said last time I said his sale would allow us to retool in multiple positions. It would suck. I would probably cry a little bit. I don't cry over players, so that's a lie. I wouldn't cry. I would do it. I would do it and not look back. So you would keep Sulein and sell Chiesa. You're you're good with we, that? If we can you we don't have a lot of money to spend and we the most money coming I I'm, I'm looking at it as a strictly a business decision. Yeah. Strictly business. His money would be the most we'd be able to retool tool better with his sale and more quickly. So mm. I would do it. Lex. I I wouldn't. I I just can't. I would not be able to do that. Take emotion think, out of it. <laughs> even emotion aside, I think mm-hmm. that the way Sula is performing at Frozinone, I think like Berto mentioned, he would garner a decent offer Justin. i think um in terms of those three it would have to be sule it breaks my heart as well but that's also my answer i think kiz is just our guy he's the face of the club he's a player that i think gains the most respect from 
rival fans from clubs outside of Italy. They all know Chiesa being as our our guy. They all rate him. Mm-hmm. And I no, this doesn't mean we should sell him though. <laughs> no. Personally. But I don't know. I just think even yesterday, for example, yesterday's game, like he he ran the team. Like he was everywhere. And it was one of those yep. performances that's not picked up by stats. Like that was purely eye test. But you watched the game, like we all agreed on this as well. Like he was all over the pitch. I think you take him away. I think we have a much different game. Yeah. Maybe not much different, but I still think that he's too valuable to get rid of. Yeah. Alex, we don't uh, make decisions on what uh, Chihuahuas uh, yip about. We don't we no. don't do that. But the Kiesa sale. Okay, let's talk about this. So I agree. I agree with James Lapierre saying it could be a risk management thing. I agree that the value is there. And I will say this. It has to be a very solid, solid offer, okay? I think that a lot of our players, and I said this, what, uh, two shows ago, everybody's in play. So show me the money. And if Chiesa's got to go, I want to see enough to actually be able to retool. I don't want to see a mediocre forward come in and a mediocre Mm -hmm. midfielder come in. I want to see a guy that... Because right now, Chiesa is our best attacking player. He is. Agreed. Okay, so Mm -hmm. I don't want to see that moved on for maybe Sule can do this another season. Can he do it at Juventus? Mm -hmm. Still in question. I don't want to see that be a move, and then all of a sudden we get uh, Felipe Anderson coming in and like a, a basement. Like, no, there's retooling, but you still have to find a way to keep these guys around. So while we're talking about Yildiz, some are saying this gives me the freedom to move Chiesa. Hell no. It doesn't give me that freedom. I want to see both of them thrive at Juventus. We should look at boosting as much talent possible and having depth. So we have sales to make. For me, the big name that we need to push, and I know that yesterday the the noise was he is not for sale, Take everything with a grain of salt, everybody, okay? One grain of salt. Vlaovic would be a move that makes the most sense for Juventus. It's not going to bring us a value back with a lot of capital to retool the team. But it's something we got to look at. Now, as far as uh, the Chiesa thing is going to run wild, I understand people, some now are saying they're okay with moving them. I'm not there. Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. You have to take into account. Hang on a sec. I'll take into account. We could, and this was something I think Lou brought up. So this is an original thought for me. We could have another Dabala situation on our hands with Kiesa. Dragging out the extension. He doesn't want to sign. So he's signed right now until 2025. Next summer may be the time to sell him. Not saying that they're going to. I'm not saying that the extension won't get redone. Right. But. There is a there is a time component to this. There is if he doesn't re-sign before the end of this season or next summer, next summer could be the time to sell him, or else he's a he's a dead man walking on his last year of a contract. Yeah, yeah. So and uh, you if, want him to leave for free, everybody? Oh, but he was such a great player. Let him go for free. Mm-hmm. But we don't. But a lot of what's being said is that it's going to be a one year with something long term at the backside of it. So yes, gotta, we gotta still get have to done. we still have to wait and see. My point still stands that we have to raise the overall quality of this team. We can't yes, we keep 
getting rid of star players and then doing patchwork, which we did for years in our midfield. That midfield we all dreamed about. Well, you kept seeing quality guy go and freaking patchwork coming in. At some point, we have to take that next step. There was a comment on Twitter that uh, somebody had posted how happy they are to see all these young guys come into Juventus mm-hmm. and start to finally get opportunities. And it was retweeted by somebody, and he stated, I can't remember who he stated, um, it's not for the good, okay? Sorry to tell all of you, it's not for the good that we're seeing all these young guys. I remember the only young guys that should be playing at Juventus are guys with Ballon d'Or potential, that level potential. Now, I understand what he's trying to say. It was met with a lot of criticism, obviously, and saying, you know what, I'm sorry, this is the new Juventus. You guys, it's kind of Juventus right now because we're we're rebuilt. We're rebuilt. We're transitioning. Mm-hmm. Juve needs to get back to that point if we want to be serious about our club and where we hold ourselves on as far as standards and where we want to be amongst the giants of the game. We have to be serious. Your top quality players has to be boosted at Juventus. Okay? And with the young guys... I love what they're doing with next gen. I love all of that. It's great. That's where your bargaining chips come into. Okay. And the guys that deserve to be around like Akinan Yildiz, who's obviously got something there. Those guys will find a way into the team. Okay. They will find a way in as far as this whole situation with Juventus and the young players. We do kind of have to, Keep calm and stay grounded and see what develops. But top quality for me, Chiesa can't go. He can't go. Not right now, anyways. Not right this now. This is a, this is also another case of uh, young players given being given the opportunity because of other players not being available. Like Pogba eating a bad can of tuna, and all of a sudden he's suspended for four years. And Fajoli can't turn off to bet three six five, and he's gone for a year. If those two players are in the lineup. We don't. We probably don't see Wea as much. We probably don't see uh, Meretti as much, right? Yeah. Even maybe McKenny because Cambiasso would be on the right side. So Cavilia, you're probably I, not going to see. Right. So, oh man, it's. I I just really think it's because of the quality. Have a lot it's always going to be the quality, man. Always going right. to be the quality. I, go ahead, Lex. Lex, did you have to go? Are you um, you still good? In a few minutes, yeah. (laughs) To leave in a few minutes. Before I go, I wanted to say quickly, like, I'd rather, especially, like, look at this group this season. Like, we've spoken about the mentality shift this season and how Mm -hmm. we all feel this crew is more united and just even the way we're playing is more inspiring. And it is coming and it's being fueled by a lot of our youth players, which is really great to see. And I think that for me personally, like, I take that over maybe last season's more experienced per se maybe like you know those those more older talents we're looking for like we're speaking about like i'd rather have this group and if the kids are going to perform and play like that like i say let them play basically you know like and i understand like there is we want to hold and uphold a certain standard at our club in terms of like who can get in but i think like if they're good enough and they're playing at that level like why not like and i think this is just like a new age a new age of our program of our next gen program and we've all mentioned that i think it's different so i think it's important to note that 
it's not exactly a bad thing that Juve has availability and is giving opportunity to all these young players. I think it's a good thing. Well, what it is, though, is a way of reacting. It's a way of reacting to the situation that's before us right now and what we're dealing with. And that's the financial ability to attack some of these players out there in the market that we would probably go for otherwise? No. But Juve did react in a very positive and smart way by setting up next-gen and having these youngsters that are coming in that are game-ready that can can contribute. So while I do agree with the main point he's making, the quality needs to be boosted, we can't discredit what these young guys have done because last year we would have been in worse shape without them. And we can't discredit what they're doing uh, this year with Fajoli and Pogba getting in their situations. These guys have come in and provided a lot, so I won't discredit what they're doing. But I do agree with the main point. Our top quality needs to be enhanced. Uh, because for me, the young guys aren't this. a problem. It's the guys that have been around for a while that we expect more to get to get going and get the job done. But we got more to talk about this. Lex, I know you got to get going, right? I do, Thank you yes. so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everyone. See you guys next time. Great show. Take Bye. care, Lex. <laughs> Now, just the old uh, old guys messing about now, this everybody. This doesn't work. You got to flip sides. This just this doesn't work for me. No, we're not flipping sides. We're, we're talking about this live on the air right now. I know we are. We're flipping sides. You can do it. I can't. See, this, these are the conversations that we have. Because see, when I point, I got to now switch a hand. I point with, oh, fine, fine, leave it. God damn it. Anyways, okay, Walter Matha, are you ready uh, to continue talk- the show? <laughs> now oh these things i can drive i would say okay. your math on yeah. i would be jack lemon i would say out of the two i would be jack lemon and you know he was always the funnier guy and you're the extra grumpy so math would be you. i'm walter math okay yeah yeah we should now, always do a show like that what the heck? we're gonna get to uh one of the things that came up yesterday and i love the storm the barn coming in already you guys fire away whenever I'm getting this vibe with, and I know I don't want to take it overboard. I don't want people to feel like I'm taking it overboard because of just yesterday's game. But we talk about, we talk about like these guys that, uh, and the options that Max Allegri has available to him. If these guys can get it together and start cooking and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe we just leave everything status quo in January, save our funds, save our money, even keep billing around to give them some minutes, and maybe we just leave this team alone and deal with everything in in the summer, save the funds, don't overreact or pull any strings this winter mercado. And I thought Mm -hmm. about this, and maybe, Mm -hmm. just maybe you do that. Because for me, again, I've been saying this for a while, if it's Hoiberg, if it's Phillips, if it's a guy like that, I'd rather do nothing. I'd Don't rather do nothing. Cavilia can chew up the minutes. Meretti can chew up some of these extra minutes here and there. How do you feel? Maybe we should just leave this team alone. What do you think? You want to know something, man? I, it seems like we got to start in the barn a question there from Tuna Steaks. Make sure we save that now. I've been saying this for a while. I don't suspect that we're going to be making any changes in January. Because I've always said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Now, you've always said, see, here's the, you've always said, we need one midfielder, which is fine. I I agree with that one player of the right 
type w- would help us. Uh, and I, now I'm leaning towards me being right again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm the greatest <laughs> of all time. I don't know what you want me to say. Um, based on only playing in two competitions, I think we have enough depth with the next gen players to to keep it going. We're halfway through the season. Actually, we've only played uh, 18 games in the city. Uh, Sunday will be halfway, 19. So, I think we're fine the way we are. Save the Chicotia for the summer. Yeah. For when now, the real business gets done. You know, one injury in the midfield puts us in a really tough position. Does it, though? We're considering, we're talking about keeping everything the same. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't want to discuss Everything injuries, the same. So, McKenney's still around. Cavilia's still around. Miretti is still around. I don't think it puts us that crazy. And again, I'm going to go back to this. Phillips Hoiberg do nothing for me. Two guys that would do something, I feel, Samardzic and uh, Sudikov. However, we have not tried Yildiz while still keeping Chiesa and Vlaovic or Milik, whoever the hell you want to put up there, keeping a mm-hmm. striker up there. And until we try that, if he excels in that role, if we can work with that, we have even more depth. I'm thinking we could be just fine okay and again and the latest on some argent is yeah napoli's making a push but apparently his father again might crumble that deal that's starting to be a red flag this guy and his dad i'm starting to get dabala and his brother vibes over uh contract talks whatever i don't know what this guy wants keen's dad wanted a tractor or some shit what's this guy want like a friggin oh. uh ferrari i don't know that's a that's a callback to uh blue chips what a great movie that was with shack daddy Jack right. Taffy, blue chips. The other guy, Nick the guy Nolte. Oh, there you go. Psycho. Now, uh, <laughs> we got, uh, I'm just saying, we have options. We may be just absolutely fine to get to the summer. We are not at the quality of Inter. No, we are not. We also no, don't need that depth in Copitali and just Syria. So that's why maybe we hang tight until the summer. I'm just saying, we could be absolutely fine and maybe it's something to be said with not messing with anything right now everybody's going to have their own thoughts on that of course but uh ant is going to say that uh, he was right all along and uh yeah you might just be right my man you might just be right you know what they say about uh a broken clock right so uh twice a day still right so let's go storm the bar now George, coming in here. I got one About, to start. Oh, you, we got one. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. well, yeah we got one. him. About yesterday's episode, uh, John is uh, the other guy. He was the guest. Kiesa isn't the same after the injury. Am I the only one that hasn't seen him take a step back? He is as quick, explosive, and agile as he was before. I don't see any difference, to be honest, in performance-wise. Um, I think physically and watching him in the movements, everything's there on point. Um, I think he's maybe saying taking a step back. I think he's thinking about the season with Pirlo numerically, statistically, versus this. But if we're talking about him uh, and his movements and his agility and all that, it's right where it was before, in my opinion. And I think the issue here is that uh, he was shut down for a game two games ago when he was shut down. And uh, I think that was just discomfort. I think he was... It was minor, but a lot of people were like, oh, here we go. You know, injury prone, whatever. 
uh, it's a long season. Yeah, players need players need rest. Players need to get shut down. It's okay. And for him, the way he plays and the way he you know drives at the ball, drives at the net, it's okay to shut him down a game. It's fine. I have no yeah. issues with it. Now, I think we should be doing it more. Yeah, to kind of preserve him and help him. Yeah, mm-hmm. with well, with with all players, I think I think we should be cycling on a season like this. We have the young players who can pretty much fill in multiple positions. I think, like I think, look, Atelier should be shut down more often, not because of his play, but just because we can. Yeah, and you know what? It's just it's it's about oh, there we go. It's about the time when you need those guys and them being sharp. So Illing Jr., that's another example. Yesterday, even against uh, Salernitana's, what side? Where are we at? Uh, K side. So even against their mm-hmm. K side, you know, he still couldn't really impact uh, for me anyways. But again, mm-hmm. maybe some more minutes leading up to that. We should still try to keep all our guys sharp. But again, points are so crucial. And right now, they might be surprised with where they're at. I don't think they should be surprised. We all, you and I said this is what we should expect. Only one competition is be challenging for that title. You think our own players are surprised at where they're at? I think Max might be surprised. I think Juve might be surprised that they're this Mm. tight. Maybe, but they shouldn't be. But I don't think they are. I think they're. I think they're right where they. I think where they're. I don't know. That's a good question. I think the expectations were always just top four. But I don't think they expected that, hey, we have a legitimate shot taking this thing down. I don't think they banked on it, to be honest. Interesting. Which is upsetting to hear or say or think. But I just, I don't know. Mark one, will Nicolucci replace Locatelli against? I would expect yes. Nicolucci to be in there. And it's also the reason my idea about yield is... I probably wouldn't do it with Nicolucci. I believe Nicolucci can play a two-man pivot with Rabio, no problems. But I would rather try that the first time with Locatelli and Rabio being the two guys there. Okay, but Nicolucci Caviglia should be in there. Okay, um, Forza Juve coming in with his uh, storm the barn, and we've got is Nonge the long-term solution for the attacking midfielder? Can okay, his first two touches cheap? yesterday were giveaways. Can we just buy a cheap, experienced midfielder for the short term and keep the extra money from buying a young player? Look, um, that's a long question. It's tough to really state. He's like eighteen, isn't he? Nonge is a long term. Like these young guys are gonna need loans too. Like I said, it's all about the scenario. It's all about where you're currently at. Right now, we're mm-hmm. in a situation where they're here. They can get some minutes and stuff, but. Make no mistake about it. I think top quality and gradually improving. Okay. We have to change our complete business model, you guys. Oh, complete man. business model okay. change. It's going to be this slow build to bring in quality yep. and, yes, experienced players and mixing in the young guys. But there's going to be less of the young guys integrating, I feel, as we move forward. I know Agnelli was talking about eight guys a season, whatever. And I was like, that's crazy. We are not a like step up club. Okay. We're not this uh, feeder club. That's not going to be the case. Okay. And that's what I'm trying to allude to. We will get back to being the side that picks up quality experienced players and mix in the young guys that are worthy of challenging 
for minutes with the first team. Okay. So to name Nonje as a long-term solution, way too soon. Way too soon. Okay, this that we talked about in the uh, in the green room because a lot of stuff now with Houston going to Roma, some people are like, oh, should he stay? Should he go? Negative impacts. Okay, I think I, I got to try and word this properly. So I think the next gen has made us. Uh, I don't know what it's done to the fans' perception of these young players. I don't know if it's overhyped them in the in our in our minds. I gotta say our minds because it, it it's me as well. It's you. It's it's everybody. When, when you and I were young little followers of Juventus, we didn't have next gen. All these players, we never saw them, ever. We just said, "Oh, we have this one kid who might be good. He's playing City of Chi right now with like you know, uh, Como or something, right?" We we never saw these players until they made it to their first team because they would never crack the first team. The past two seasons have given us have given these players a chance because of extenuating circumstances. With everything last year and this year with the injuries for to allow spots for these players to play and the next gen i think non yesterday i think sky report he was the 30th next gen player to play at the first team that's wild yeah well but the, the natural course of these players is loans everybody like yeah. once blue moon do these players stay with the first team the only reason why we have so many now is because of players you know eating the wrong can of tuna players betting whatever it's and the finances having, man covid destroyed us and and not being able to purchase players to you know raise the quality as bertle's been saying for months so i think we need to pull it back a little bit on the expectations dean houston's the guy he is the guy he will be on the first team Yildiz is the guy he will be there for me everybody else is just another young player that is most likely going to be used to bring in money. It's to going to be raise the quality in other positions. It's going to be interesting to see what uh, what goes down. We are going to talk about uh, the news today. I see Jalo, I see Hoisin coming up, and Anth obviously bringing up Hoisin. I just want to tackle this one from Juve Pulse: Who can replace Nicolucci in game if the situation requires? I would think. To me, personally, you'd have to bring in another midfielder like Miretti. Rabio could drop Rabiot in the hole there ahead uh, of the defense if we need. Worst case, you can also Danilo. slot Danilo in there and make a change at the back, and he could play there in a pinch. So we have a couple guys that could do it in a pinch if requires, all right? Or you go two-man pivot, McKenny and Rabio, which I also think can work, but McKenny sketches me out in a two-man pivot. But that's also a possibility. Uh, there's options there. Um, I don't think it'll be uh, dire. And honestly, I expect us to uh, get the job done and be okay uh, without. I want to tackle this one before we talk about the news today. This was a storm in the mm -hmm. barn from Mark. One saying, Allegri is managing Yildiz's time perfectly. Let's not rush the player. He cannot take the responsibility on his shoulders. Speculation. Look know. at what happened to Vlaovic. What is your opinion? Do you want me to tackle this first, Anthony? Do you want to? Uh, my my answer is short. I I think he's handling it fine. You think what, sorry? I I think he's handling it fine. The pressure, like like what? Are we... Oh yeah. And I mean, not the rotational minutes as opposed to finally starting and trying to get mm -hmm. them is what I'm assuming Mark's alluding to. Uh, for me, this is why I say 
we don't have to reinvent everything with mm -hmm. just attempting Yildiz at that Moretti role like he was yesterday. The other thing is we don't have to do it to start a game. We could be one goal up, maybe two goals up preferably, and then try it and just see how it goes. That way you're playing with the lead and we could see what happens, right? But I think, and as I stated before, I have absolutely no problems with him just being the substitute to Chiesa and what Allegri's doing right now. And I think if we want to say in general, I've had no problems with how Max Allegri has handled the roster this season. Uh, my, only, my only thing is I did not like Sandro being immediately reintroduced, okay? Because for me, Rugani deserved to, at bare minimum, be ahead of Alexandro. I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. And I do feel Illing Jr. could have got more minutes. Outside of those two things, I think Max has handled it perfectly. All right? That's my two cents anyways. Fully agree. Now, <clears throat> the news today. Dean Hoyson is one of them. Heading to Roma. Okay, so no move to Frozenone. Nice. He's going to head to Roma. We get uh, Cherubini in return. And a deal that's apparently going to go down to 2027, I believe, is what Romeo Agresti reported. Um, and a 50% sale-on clause for the player. So w when we do move uh, Cherubini, 50% going to Roma. And yes, it was a 2027 deal. He's going to head to next gen. That was reported by Nico Skira. Sorry. But Houston is just a <laughs> six-month dry loan. Hoysen is going there for a loan. Yes. So huh. it's essentially like, hey, we'll give you this player. We want him on loan. Don't send him to Frozenone. But the player wanted Roma as well. What's everybody's thoughts on him going to Win -win. Roma as opposed to Frozenone? Uh, so I I wasn't sure if uh, where. Because there this is no buy option, nothing on Hoysen. Like nothing. It's just loan. Yeah. This was a bit of a, uh, a U-turn because he wanted <clears throat> to go to – it was the player's will to go to Rome. Yeah. Which was reported this morning, which is a bit of a change in pace, which is fine. You know? Um, I wasn't sure how much playing time he was going to get in Frosinone. Apparently, he may get some in Roma because of one of their players, their main players going to African Nations Cup coming up here so he'll get some, i don't know he should get some minutes there with indica heading over there but there uh yeah um i don't it's, know man. is it a toxic environment maybe but i i mentioned our group chat this morning got just slap that shit out of him when he comes back in june he'll be fine like it, they're not gonna he this kid's been a professional since he was 12 years old so i'm not that concerned about this isn't his first time in a big boy's locker room he'll be fine man i'm looking at this and like for me personally, I would have preferred Frozen on. I get sure. multiple competitions with Roma and whatnot. I question the, um, I question the atmosphere there. Uh, to be honest, um, I look at the roster too. I just I, I don't know. The pitch concerns me. I don't want Dean That's getting hurt. One. That pitch is brutal. Um. I don't know. I would have preferred Frozenone. I think he would have actually gotten more minutes potentially at Frozenone despite Roma being in multiple competitions. However, if 
he gets his minutes at Roma. Hopefully things go well. I don't think this is the be-all, end-all. Like, I don't think all of a sudden now we're losing him. He's going to all of a sudden no. be lured into Roma. I don't really have that fear that some fans do. Um, I think, honestly, it came down to Mourinho. And, you know, a kid mm-hmm. gets a call. No disrespect to uh, Eusebio Di Francesco of Frosinone, but, but you're, you're going to call from Mourinho. Him. We know which one yeah. holds more weight, right? And to be honest, maybe a, a status thing played into this, you know? Going to loan on Frosinone, going to loan at Roma. Yeah, maybe he just, you know, it, there we it go. could be a status thing too. Or maybe Dave, Mourinho did promise him a ton of those minutes, you know? There you go. Dave, Dave jumped in. They they have two and a half defenders left. Appreciate it. Yeah, so he'll be getting playing time. Are they in a European competition? I have no idea what goes on with other teams. I don't really care. Yeah, they still they're in, like... they're in uh, European play still. But uh, yeah, I, I I just I don't know. I don't know the Roma thing, and I yeah. I'm not worried Anyways, about it. I think it's a great move. Is what it is. We got a youngster. He's got a 50 percent sale Business. on clause. Who knows what's gonna happen with Carabini? We'll just wait and see. Tiago Jallo. That's a move Juve apparently is trying to hijack from Inter. That was other news today. He had a deal confirmed to leave, head to Inter at season's end. All right. And then um, now we're pushing. We're pushing for Tiago Jallo. It's being reported. Obviously, this kind of would seal the fate of Sandro. The fact that any move would have to seal the fate of Sandro for this season is absolutely fucking mind-blowing, okay? But yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> nonetheless, picking up this guy, and the thing with Jallo is the versatility because if, in fact, we're slow playing, trying to move into something different next season, he does play center back and full back, all right? So Jallo, there's a little bit of flexibility there, but it's a very, very cheap deal. Just looks like a utility type coverage move, okay? And I think it just comes down to not banking on some of these guys. Deshilio, hey, that bet's still hanging on. Right now, I'm hanging on by a thread, okay? But again, that's we'll gonna wait be a winner and see what happens. But uh, stealing deals from Inter is always great, no matter who the player is. Let's be serious. But they picked up a Canadian. Dejan Buchanan uh, going to enter there. He's now dead to me. So men's Canadian Stop national it. team find somebody else because he's dead Stop to me. Stop it. You are a son know. of a bitch. Just yeah. leave him alone. Good for the kid. I'm happy for Tejan. Good for him. Hopefully he gets some minutes. <clears throat> no, I'm not happy for him. Hopefully he gets uh, whatever minutes. They suck and maybe he scores a bunch of own goals. So, yeah. Um, Mark, one, I know that we do not give a tuck of Inter, but what is your opinion on – okay, so we were just literally talking – if I'm being buy. serious, it's a good pickup. It's a cheap deal. Mm-hmm. It's like a ten million deal. And honestly, the guy's versatile. Winger, wing back, he could cover as well. Um, left and right from Buchanan, although predominantly uh, right side. It's a good pickup. Let's just say what it is. Marota is good at finding bargains, and it's good. But for me, uh, he's dead to me. So would you have taken him at? Would would you have taken him on Juventus right now? Uh, his name came up a lot in the summer and there was a bunch of us saying, yeah, we, we would have brought him in for that, uh, right wing back role, uh, slash winger. We ended up, uh, picking up, uh, Wea, but, uh, his name was brought up in the summer and I said, yeah, I would have, uh, for sure. But is what it is. Would you have? 
Yeah, well, he if we had Way as well, it wouldn't work. He'd be eight. No, exactly, one or the there. other. But when he one or the other, yeah. For me, I think it would have been six one half dozen Buchanan or Way. I think exactly Way has been fine. They're yeah. guys that are flexible, play the same roles across. Except Wea had a uh, fullback experience at Lille, where right. where uh, Buchanan didn't. It's strictly wing yeah, it's back, uh, further up or winger, right? So, but yeah, it is what it is. Tejan, though, in, in all honesty, it is a good piece of business for Inter. But uh, absolutely uh, hate the fact that he's gone there, and uh, yeah. Uh, he will no longer exist for me for his uh, tenure at that team. So, men's Canadian national side, figure it out. Outside of, you know, (laughs) rumors and transfer things, whatnot, we do got to say, it was a year ago today we lost one of my absolute favorite players uh, ever, uh, Gianluca Vialli. Has it been a year already? Yeah, and when when I first started watching Juventus, the mm-hmm. trident was Ravanelli, Viali, and Baggio. And um, there's not enough that can be said about this guy. Um, but my earliest memories of Juventus were Viali. And that's why I have always held him so friggin' high beyond the absolute bangers he would score. All his goals were absolute bangers, it felt like. Guy was uh, a, just a beast. And he was the only guy I've ever seen that was able to rock a bald head with just the little sharp chops. Nothing else. Oh. Just the sharp chops. There's nice this guy. Was. I tried it. He was un- You Didn't tried work. that? Come Probably, on. yeah. Didn't work. He was, uh, he was unreal, man. Viali was an absolute beauty. But yeah, it's been a year. So uh, obviously, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it sucks every time it comes up for me because those are my earliest memories of you. What's your earliest memory of uh uve well uh earliest memory of uve how much time do we have here uh earliest one would probably be what's that (laughs) omar savori i remember i remember the heinzel disaster i saw i remember that so that would probably be my earliest like memory i do remember like mid 80s right like we didn't have a lot of options to to get access to the team back then even late 80s early 90s right there the only show a certain amount of games on tv you need especially channels even then it was it was a mess but uh probably the late 80s watching them play yeah i remember nearly buying that's that's pretty funny when Justin's a bitch um i was on the bench when they uh when they invented the club they kicked you off the, they were like hey man we gotta I, talk uh, i was just sitting there minding my own business and they like, kicked me off the bench they're like take your damn uh, ham sandwich out of here so we can get to, to business here it was Even lunch. Um, so <laughs> I was just on my lunch break. Um, but yeah, it would it would be like the late eighties when when Milan had that juggernaut, right? 88, 89, 90. So trying yeah. to, trying uh, to I went back recently and started watching some of the games out of the eighties because I wanted to uh, and where do you watch those again? So I go to footballia.net or .eu, either one of them. But fantastic site. It's free. It's got all the games archived. I started dipping back into the 80s because I wanted to see way more of Shirea. And that's what I started watching. Uh, Just because ever since Betega came on the show and I was like, you know, explain to me like Juventus in a player. Like who 
embodies uh, Juventus too. And he said Gaetano Schreier for me will always be Juventus. If you say Juventus, I automatically think Schreier. And yeah, the guy was just unreal, man. Like I started watching these games and just like Bettega said on the interview, like ahead of his time, you you could see it. The guy was uh, ridiculous. So clean, so strong, um, both ends of the pitch too. Uh, it's it's been fun to watch those games and a lot of other players too that you hear about you never got to see like Cabrini watching him go uh, just great stuff of course Platini uh, because that was well before I started watching okay but uh, it's fantastic so definitely recommend checking out that site and going through some of the archive games it's brilliant okay now we are going to wrap things up with heading into this weekend, round 19, okay? And I see another Storm the Barn question. We, we could probably tackle it real quick. But yep. um, Salernitana again, uh, yes, you're going to see a big, big change. We talked about this. Uh, Salernitana, I was shocked, didn't even play Simi, okay, who is down to like third string almost naturally, and he still didn't even get in there. They are going to be going at whatever they can on Sunday, even one, one point, point because where they are in the standings is crucial for them. They, they need every single point because I did Coppa Italia. Dead ass last. What were they going to do in Coppa Italia? Realistically make a run and win the cup. Probably not. So in the table, they are at 12 points, Empoli ahead of them on 13, Cagliari on 14, Verona on 14 and Sassuolo's only got 16 too. Every single point in Syria is critical for this team. Yeah. I'm not shocked that uh, I was shocked a guy like Simi didn't even play, but uh, Inzaghi was saving absolutely everybody for Sunday. And they're also at home on Sunday, not away from home. They're going to be giving it everything they have. Juve cannot get their heads swelled up over what happened yesterday. And nope. they got to treat it completely different. But I still want them to be on the front foot and go after this one and kill it. This one has to be a victory. Talked about Juventus in general this month. Has to be a clean clean slate, all victories to keep five. that pressure on Inter. Mm -hmm. We know Inter's feeling it. Their players are telling us every chance they get. Love it. Mm -hmm. Love it, by the way. Okay. Big draw for them. Well, for us, that they drew Genoa, who's becoming a tough cookie. This weekend, though, Inter's playing Verona at home. That's that's going to be a victory for Inter. Yeah. We can't slip up. I expect us to take it to Salernitana this Sunday as well. Now, last on the barn. But if you have some, keep firing away because I could tackle some in the green room and whatnot. Looking at the talent we have with our youngsters, do you still think we need to buy a good, experienced player in the winter mercado? I think we do. So we talked about this a little bit earlier on the show. And yes, there's a lot of options for Max. And to it will be help. honest... If it isn't a Sudakov or a Samardzic, I'm honestly not that interested, and I think we have enough to get the job done. The question is consistency with certain guys and if certain guys can deliver, but I think Max has a lot of options with the players we have, and we may only be one small tweak away involving Keenan Yildiz from a breakthrough. There's been a lot of people that have been saying this for a while. What Juve's doing with the Corto Musso, all this, it's unsustainable. But I said, here's the flip side. It only feels that way 
because you have a team that's only scoring one goal for every eight shots. You have a team that's got like 12 to 13% conversion rate. You have a team that has the most big chances missed in the league. I said <clears throat> the flip side to feeling like this is unsustainable is feeling that if the, this team all of a sudden hits that next gear of scoring goals, it could be lights out. And then we'd be extremely dangerous. And you don't think if we start bagging two, three goals consistently, even two goals consistently, things don't get a hell of a lot easier and Inter starts feeling even more heat from us? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. We need more 2 nothing, two nothing <clears throat> leads. If we get a little bit more 2 I'd like to see us with some more 2 nothing leads. Yeah, yesterday. What this team does. We had six big chances and scored four of them. Yeah. Like... If in most games we get minimum three big chances, if you're bagging at that percentage two out of those three, everybody, that's making life way more comfortable for Juventus. Yep. Okay, but the fact of the matter is we've gone through games missing all three of those big chances. Yep. I'm telling I'm you, to score it's going to be all good. But you guys, we got a beautiful game to enjoy yesterday. It's Friday. It's a victory Friday. The mood is great. I rocked one of my favorite kits. Okay, uh, Sul Campo. What the fuck? Sul Campo. <laughs> Man. Hey, you're on the wrong camera side. Things. Yeah. Sul Campo, you guys. Mm -hmm. Love it. Speaking of Sul Campo, Cortomuso, all this. You guys, 24% off everything in the merch store. Thank oh you God, to everybody deal. who's picked up. I got the cart rolling too. Oh, man. We're going to pick some Party. stuff up. Might do some giveaways for members as that's another way to uh, support. Uh, we thank you for any way you choose to support us, all right? Big, big thanks. But yes, take advantage of the 24% off everything. New Cortomoso, new Del Piero uh, art piece design. Uh, the hoodies are so sick. I'm a sucker for hoodies. Beautiful Del Piero design there. New AJC stuff. Check it out. Show some love or don't. It's good either way, okay? I'm fine with it. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, but share the content. If you saw some interesting pieces in this show, Hey, feel free to clip it. I know some have asked, hey, am I okay clipping it? I don't care. Clip whatever right you ahead. want. Share it's it. The Matrix. We love it. Do whatever you want. Thank you for all your support. And look at that. Justin even went ahead gifting a membership. All right. So big thanks That's to awesome. Justin. All right. Massive stuff. We love that. And uh, thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. We're going to talk on Sunday. I'll give you a news report uh, tomorrow, then Sunday. Uh, we'll do the match day uh, preview and then I'll rock a live watch along. All right. Nice. So take care, everybody. Until the next one, when we pump Salernitana again, it's always Fino alla fine, Forza Juventus. Ciao, everybody. Yeah.